Hey fun fans, coming up on this week of FRC Roundup, we'll be taking a look at the thread from Chief Delphi referencing to stop yelling robot in the pits, a recap of the Indiana Robotics Invitational that happened this past weekend, and do we need new air tanks? All of this and more coming up on this edition of FRC Roundup, Offseason Edition. This stream on First Updates Now is supported by viewers like you and also the following sponsors. Apply the skills you gain as a first student or mentor and help change the world at Stryker. Stryker is a top career choice for many of those in first because of their commitment to innovation and saving lives. Learn more about the incredible culture at Stryker and view their thousands of positions available around the world at careers.stryker.com. Discover MSOE, where hands-on learning today can lead to real-world applications tomorrow, including their We Energy STEM Center, built to support first teams. Head on over to msoe.edu slash visit to see a virtual tour and schedule your campus visit today. All right, welcome to the show. If you have not caught our show previously, FRC Roundup is where we take a look at anything hot in FRC. Highlight some discussion points about events that may have happened, strategy, or anything that correlates with FRC. If you, the fun community, think that there is a topic that we should discuss on FRC Roundup, please feel free to ping me on the fun Discord, and I will be more than happy to take a look at it. If you are not familiar with me, my name is Nick Mathis, and I am currently in the 1st of Michigan region and was previously with Team 4130. And I am Connor McBride, mentor for Team 166 Chop Shop and game announcer in the New England District. Our guest tonight is Corey Walters from Team 2767 Strike Force. Currently, Corey is currently an early talent specialist with Stryker, recruiting students in FRC to come work for Stryker. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Connor. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me. I'm sure we're going to have a blast on this uh, FRC <laughs> roundup tonight. Yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and jump right into our first topic. So I think it was about two weeks ago, um, the original thread had came up um, about, please uh, stop shouting robot in the pits. I know that this has uh, been a hot topic um, for the past couple of years and, you know, has continued to, you know, be an issue. Um, you know, I guess personal opinion for me, um, I have never been a big fan of the yeah, screaming at the top of your lungs robot in the pits. Um, you know, when I was with 4130 and uh, was drive coach in the 19 and 20 seasons, we always made it apparent to obviously have one person, um, you know, in front of the cart, you know, politely directing traffic, just saying, you know, hey, we're coming behind you, excuse me, yada, yada, yada. There's just, I feel like there's a, a proper way to do it and screaming robot at the top of your lungs is not the way to do it. Um, so there, this ended up kind of slightly turning into a meme um, and stopyellingrobot.com was born out of this. And um, now they're selling t-shirts. So if you haven't had a chance to get one, get one. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, overall opinion, I uh, think, you know, this is a good thread to bring the light of maybe some morality in the pits of FRC and how to politely ask people to move and what we should do moving forward. So Connor, I'll go ahead and throw it to you and then we'll go ahead and go to Corey. No, I totally agree. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's just been like a thing for past few years. It's basically since like the dawn of time. This has been like an <laughs> argument back and forth for stop yelling robot. Um, but yeah, like. I, I agree with what Alan was saying in the thread. Um, you definitely like a polite excuse me. So you can you can be a little bit more vocal about it. I and sometimes because like you know when you're at an event, the music's blaring and a lot of people are maybe paying attention to other pits that you're passing by. So sometimes you might just need a little bit more emphasis. But I don't think you need to like you know necessarily scream robot. Um, yeah, 
nice excuse me goes a long way as well. Yeah, so Corey, in your stance, you know, obviously you're currently drive coach with 2767, and you know, obviously I'm sure you've been victim to being screamed out of robot, but overall thoughts on the topic? I'm, it's, it's not the word robot. It's just don't yell. Yeah. Like, right. like robot isn't the problem. It's just stop yelling. Like just, I mean, if you're coming up behind somebody, let them know that there's something behind you that could be a robot. That could be, excuse me, whatever word you want to use. Right. But just don't <laughs> yell at people and be polite about it. That's, uh, that's all this is about. I know for mm-hmm. our team, like we've got protocol and how we push the cart rope cart through with the robot. You have a pusher. Then you have ideally two people in front in the top like corners of the cart to kind of like keep people away so you don't like run them over. But uh, yeah, it's, it's simple. Just don't, don't yell at people and be polite. The word robot can be replaced with anything you want. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, right. I, go ahead, Connor. No, we're, we're kind of the same way on 166. So I'm also the, the drive coach for 166. So I always make sure that whether if it's me or another student pushing the pushing the cart, having one student in front and then having one behind. And then sometimes a student may end up on the like on the side, uh, depending upon what side of the aisle that, that we're going down, just to kind of, you know, make sure we have a little bit of a buffer so we're not running into people. But yeah, just I guess make, making sure that you have someone around at least on the front and the back side of the cart so that, you know, people are aware that something's moving so you don't run your cart into people that still decide just to stand there and not do anything. Right. Yeah. And I remember, you know, and one thing I think, you know, where it kind of stems from too, is I've been, Oh, was it greater Pittsburgh? I think week three, um, I, they had actually announced in the pits at the start of the competition, encouraging people to scream robot. And then I think within a half hour, maybe somebody had like corrected them on the topic or whatever, but then they like went over the loudspeaker of the pits game was like, Hey, just a heads up. Let's not do what we just told you to do a half hour ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting topic uh, for yeah. sure. But, and I think it depends where you are and, and the venue you're at. Like if you're at worlds, there's a ton of people walking around. So yeah, you're going to want mm. protection and all around the robot. If you're at a district that's got ludicrous amount of space, then, or in regional that's got ludicrous amount of space, then you don't need to have somebody yelling robot all the time. You just, you just say it when things get tight and people know that there's a, you know, possibly 200 pound item running, rolling around behind you. <laughs> right. For sure. Yes. Right. What, what are your what are your thoughts on using like any kind of like noise maker or anything? I, I I know I'm not too keen on that, but I know that some teams have used that instead of in, to, instead of like yelling robot or yelling something else. Like, what, what do you guys think about that? So I know uh, I mean Corey might remember, but I know, I'm pretty sure Kyle Hughes on Rush was using a bell this year, and she'd walk in front of the robot and just ring the bike bell. Um, <laughs> You're good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not against it necessarily, as long as it's not like a police siren on your robot cart that's ear piercing, yeah, yeah an air horn or something, right? If it's something subtle, like a bell, like a bike bell, even would not be a big deal. But you know, once you add a bike bell, then everybody's got a bike bell, and then it turns into another noise, you know, pollution, and it just is just well, walk in front, somebody say, "Excuse me," I don't think it's you know, too big of a deal from that end. But yep. Tyler, anything to add? Well, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, three out of the four of us were at IRI this this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was uh, the robot yelling at IRI for uh, you two, Corey and Nick? Um, I know 
I had people on my team saying robot in the pit when it was moving, but it wasn't yelling. It was people over right. next to it. And they just said, Hey, row it behind you. And that was it. There wasn't no like stink eye, nothing like <laughs> that. You know, a little bit of situational awareness for being in the pit on your own personal half will go a long way. Yeah. I didn't really have it. I didn't um, at least hear anybody screaming robot. I thought this weekend actually went pretty smoothly and the pits were set up pretty well at IRI uh, for that end. But yeah. And, and I was in the pits a lot Saturday, right? Cause we were filming behind the bumpers and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, I think honestly, there was only like one team to me that uh, was a little maybe obnoxious uh, with it. It seemed like everybody else got it for the most part, which is kind of, you know, I rise that laid back vibe anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, before we uh, go ahead and jump into our next discussion, we're going to go ahead and bring on Tyler Beck and Corey to talk about our friends from Striker. Oh, don't spoil it. That I was going to bring Corey in like that, man. <laughs> so I did ask him right right before if, if we could do that. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks a lot to uh, Striker and Striker Careers once again for helping fun stay loud, live, and independent. And uh, I, you know, I could talk all I want about Striker, but Nick's right. Corey does work for Striker. Uh, so I'd love to just hear Corey just a, a little bit from you, like two sentences, like what makes Striker awesome to work at? What do you what do you say to somebody who's considering? coming to striker why it's such a great place to go to yeah um it's it's just a great workplace so we just had this past thursday we just brought in a bunch of first students to kind of check out like a kind of like a facilities tour out in here in michigan and like the biggest thing is like even though it's like it's a multi-billion dollar corporation um even when you get down on like the nitty and gritty things, you still have like startup feel and startup appeal to it like we're not all working on one giant project there's a thousand little projects going on at the same time. So don't be like scared because it's like, you know, like giant company. Like there's definitely niches that are going on. And you guys, uh, uh, internship portals, I think are opening up soon. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. So the internship portal should be opening up here in September. So if that is something of interest to you, please apply. Um, we'll have like these evergreen recs that will open up. Uh, currently this year we have like 280 interns across the U S um we're definitely forecasting a higher number this coming year so if you got interested you know the medical field medical device technology uh reach out apply and i'll I'll do my darnest to uh get you in yeah and and by the way you see a lot of companies right now a little bit of shakiness going on not sure you know if things are going to go if that the big r word right with the recession is going to hit or something like that make sure you go check out uh careers.stryker.com for some awesome opportunities to look at And, and thanks a lot to uh striker and striker careers now now Corey. before i said just two sentences so give me just like three words that describe striker to you three words only three um passion dedication and growth and that's careers.stryker.com thanks a lot Corey. thanks a lot to striker uh for all our support really appreciate it definitely the best that we've had all year just for the record but <laughs> All right, so go ahead and jump into our next topic. We're going to be taking kind of, an, or and not kind of, we are uh, taking an overall look at um, the Indiana Robotics Invitational this past weekend. So, as Tyler had uh, said er- earlier, uh, Corey, myself, and uh, Tyler were all uh, there this weekend as well. And I know Connor, you were watching um, as well throughout the weekend. But uh, this, so this was my uh, my first time actually getting to go to IRI. It uh. You know, it's been a work in progress. I've been trying to go for the past couple of years and finally was able to make my way down there. But um, I, I had nothing but great things to say. Um, you know, 
Andy Mark and Andy and his group of folks from Indiana put on a really good event. Um, I know it's obviously more than just um, Andy and Andy Mark that put that together, but um, you know, it, it really does live up to the IRI hype. Uh, I'll say, um, you know, it's just a level of competitiveness that um, you don't, you can't really describe until you're there. But um, I guess just I'll kind of go with an overall look if you didn't get to catch it. And then uh, I know Connor and Corey want to hit some highlight points, but um, 33 go, went ahead and uh, seated first with the best schedule of the event. Um, and then 2056, uh, second, 183, 4499, 185, and 2767 to round out the top six. Um, 33 went ahead and selected 2056 and declined. Um, yes, 33 knew that ahead of time, and we just did it for the drama. But um, 2056 went ahead and selected 180, and 33 would select uh, 1706. Um, and then 4499 would select 118 out of. Um, and then they were ranked relatively on the way ranked 11th. Yeah, they climbed up Saturday morning. Um, and then 195 uh, select 67. And then 2767 was able to pick up Robo Jackets. Um, and the rest was kind of history from there. Um, coming out of Elims, um, to be honest, the alliance that I really actually thought was going to win was that um, that number five alliance of uh, 2767 and uh 3538 and that's not even any joking to Corey. Yeah. i just 3538 and 2767 saturday morning were competing significantly better than everybody else in the competition in my opinion um outside of op but um you know they made it through the quarters relatively easy they should have made it out of the semifinals, and we'll discuss that in the next topic um but you know i think if anybody was going to give the number two seed a run for their money it was probably that five seed so um, it would end up being the one seed and the two seed in the finals. Um, it was semi-close for finals one until about halfway through. Um, 33 ended up having some communication issues in the finals and DC'd both finals matches. Um, and let me just take a chance and give some love to 1706. They were, uh, I, I briefly got to watch them on the live stream when they were at championships. Um, but obviously I wasn't there, so I didn't get to see a ton of robots in person, but um, they absolutely carried the number one alliance and it was not even close um, that, you know, there's the volume of cargo that they shoot a match um, is insane. And uh, we ended up, the, the one seed ended up did getting a red card in the semifinals due to how much cargo intake 1706 was taking. Cause it just ended up becoming egregious of how many cargo they were holding at a time, although they weren't breaking the rule. Um, so it was more or less, you know, a strategic advantage at that end, but um, I know, Corey, you were obviously there, part of that five seed. Um, overall thoughts on IRI? Yeah, um, it was a fantastic event, uh, once again, from IRI. Uh, they had some venue changes from, like, the Lawrence schools down yeah. to Columbus. Um, so definitely some some changes there. Uh, even though it was a long walk from, like, load into the pits, I think they handled it very well logistically and how things were laid out and, and what was available to them. Um, yeah, we got to the semis. And we'll talk about <laughs> you know, a little later about all the pressure that was going on. Um, the puns. But yeah, we picked up Robo Jackets, we picked up Bedford, and we picked up Hilltoppers on the way back down, which I thought was nuts that they were still around. Um, but yeah, great venue. Uh, I don't think the team list was as strong as it's been in past years. I don't think there's great. any discredit to IRI. I think that's just the logistics of you know, the economy Traveling we're right in now, yeah. and the cost of travel uh, skyrocketed. I definitely would like to see, you know, Hawaiian kids, Jack and the Bot, Spectrum, Engine Nerds, 
uh, you know, you, you name it from the original list, be able to come in, but uh, still, still a good show and definitely highlight, you know, big matches going on from IRI as usual. Hey, Corey, yeah, sure. I want to, I want to ask you in one match, since you mentioned Hilltoppers that you did put in Hilltoppers for one of your matches. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, I thought they outperformed Bedford uh, when they were in, how come they didn't stay in the remainder of the uh, time? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, there's a lot of debate back and forth within the alliance, and we're we're trying to pretty be pretty open with that discussion between Bedford and uh, Hilltoppers. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with like from me experience of seeing Bedford at as far as like within the state of Michigan, because the mm. ceiling for Bedford Bedford was the best teleop score in Michigan, oh, but yeah, Bedford sure. wasn't running the same drive team as they were during the competition. So me personally, I felt that Bedford had a higher ceiling than hilltoppers um as far as what they could potentially get to um but on the same note the match the hilltoppers were in um they came back with they had, i think they had like their lower hood wasn't able to go all the way up so they could only take their high shots but that really that wasn't like the like the deeming factor for them not going in um there was definitely lots of discussions back and forth about who to put in it was not like a cut dry situation and and if we had if i had time to like sit and like watch all the match videos like between matches um i think we'd have been a better a better call maybe to switch things switch some things up but there was so much stuff going on between oh, yeah, yeah and not trying to call y'all just wondering you know when you're looking at it as an alliance captain you know when you have to choose between two teams that, that both have good outputs on it as well i i do know talking to some, from some somebody on 1732s that they did bend something after uh, they they played uh, in that one match, so that's why I wasn't sure if like if they didn't get that repaired or what the story behind that was. No, they got they got it repaired, and it was like it wasn't like it wasn't that wasn't due to the detriment of like 1732's performance. Like it was fantastic, and even in our last call match with 1732 and 118, like they put up some massive numbers to help keep somebody in first place. Yeah, for sure. So, Connor, being from a, a spectator standpoint, watching from home, um, overall thoughts that you had or anything interesting you thought you'd uh, bring up? Yeah, so I almost wasn't a spectator. Um, I was this close to purchasing a flight. Oh, really? Indiana. I was this close. Like, <laughs> I was going to leave after work or like have a flight out from Manchester at six on Friday night, get in at, at midnight and then fly out at Indy back home at 2 a.m. Monday, so I can be at work by noon on Monday. However, flights were like $1,500 round trip, and oh, I'm geez. poor, so that's not <laughs> happening. Uh, that's a but, lot of money. Uh, yeah, I mean, a year ago, sure, why not? I'll fork I'll fork out the three to $400 it right. probably would have been, but there's no way I could have done that, um, especially with some upcoming travel that I might have later on but that, that's for another time if that happens you're coming to um, israel too no oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um no but I, I i always love watching iri um i i definitely agree with you guys that it definitely didn't seem as of a high caliber event as it normally is uh so to like to put it into perspective for like some teams like the usual suspects that you'd see like you know, you'd see like 111, 359, 1114, uh, Spectrum, Jack in the Bot, and then we started to see uh, some really some breakout teams that were that would have really really upped the ante for IRI, 
like uh, Valor and Mechanical Advantage. Yeah, Valor was to... a big one I was hoping to see, and unfortunately they yeah. weren't able to make oh, it yeah. out. But yeah, yeah, to see them back out, and a lot of it was because of of the the price for traveling and some teams like for example uh like 1923 had to back out because you know for the school guidelines for covid restrictions changed last second um but regardless i mean it was still an awesome event to watch and still a lot of awesome teams um at the beginning it was a little dodgy stream wise like for the first few call matches so they uh they had the static cameras up for each hanger for the entire match so there was a good chunk of the field that you weren't able to see. And the with the power of the uh, peanut gallery in, in the uh, stream chat, we were able to tell them, like, hey, uh, only for endgame, please. And it worked out pretty well. Other, other than that, like, it was, it was great being able to watch from home. Um, what's Who doesn't like watching robots, and especially IRI? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I just want to quickly mention that that I did miss a little bit is that there wasn't any RSN coverage or anything like that, that true. Uh, for for mm. the event. Um, they just things just didn't work out. There's not really a, a rhyme or reason behind it, but it, things just didn't work out that way. And, and I know we'll see. The, I believe I shouldn't say I know. I'm pretty sure we're going to see them at Chessy Champs. I don't want to make any commitments on their behalf for that. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think for me, I've always liked that during playoffs quals. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really care during quals at all about having the extra stuff. It, it's quals. Nobody remembers it for the most part, right? Uh, but during playoffs, I, I think that added a nice uh, dynamic to have as well, too. So I think I guess... quals, quals are rough. I think it took some time for people to like, knock the rust off, too, before things got real heated. It was pretty soppy sometimes, um, yeah. people missing climbs and, and th things of that nature. Yep. Yeah, Tyler, I guess one question for you. Um, I know, obviously, watching from home, the RSN stuff was always on the stream, but was the RSN stuff also tapped into the stream like at the venue so like the play play they were doing um after the match was that also broadcasted at the venue or was that streamed I, so it was video i think was broadcasted for it, but i don't think audio was pumped into playoffs okay. but i could be wrong I, that's that's what okay. comes up off the top of my head i think for for quals i think they just wanted to keep the matches going and not worry about that but mm -hmm. I, i'm pretty sure for playoffs that they had their audio pumped in um maybe yeah, something that, that's pretty correctly. sweet actually mm -hmm. yeah cool all right. Well, before we uh, go ahead and jump into our final topic of the night, we're going to go ahead and bring Tyler back to talk about the Milwaukee School of Engineering and to start our giveaway. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got an awesome giveaway uh, tonight, uh, an awesome uh, sponsor to talk about, Milwaukee School of Engineering. Uh, so our friend uh, Jared, uh, who we alluded to a little bit before with the uh, t-shirts to stop yelling robot t-shirts. Uh, he DM me a little bit before the show and said, Hey, uh, do you want to give away one of these t-shirts for the show? And I'm like, absolutely. Right. So these are awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh, make sure you go check it out. We'll post their website, uh, in, in chat if you're interested in getting one of these. Uh, but we will, uh, give away your choice of color and size, uh, shipping in North, North America only for our winners, just as an FYI. Uh, but I guess if you're in Israel, we'll, we'll ship it to me and I'll bring it out to you. So, uh, if you're interested in winning this, uh, we actually said the keyword before, uh, I don't think on purpose, but it's going to be, excuse me, excuse me, type that in chat, two words, uh, excuse me is your keyword, uh, for that. We're going to draw, uh, in a little bit. Um, but before we do that, let's hear a little bit more about our sponsor, the Milwaukee school of engineering and a great. Uh, college for you to consider if uh, you or a student of yours is looking to advance themselves in engineering. What if you could work side by side with a leader in your field from day one? 
can a city be both big and small where you'll find opportunity and community in the same place? What if hands-on learning today led to real-world application tomorrow? What if next-generation technology brought your ideas to life? What if the people who push you forward are also the ones to pull you up? And can the next four years get you ready to take on the next 40? MSOE. Rethink what's possible. All right. So jumping into our last topic of the night, as we have alluded to, do we need new air tanks? Uh, if you were uh, watching the Indiana Robotics Invitational this weekend or happened to be there and right next to it, um, Corey was in the match. <laughs> Tyler yeah, was right yeah. next to it, and I was right around the corner. So we were able to see it. Um, but essentially, about 15 or 20 seconds into Teleop, um, 57-12 Hemlock's Gray Matter was swiping the end of the field, and 10-23 was coming across the field um, at a high speed. And Essentially, in this bottom left corner, you're going to see it here, but um, 57.12 swipes into the back of 10.23, and their intake breaks the frame perimeter and actually hits um, a clippered air tank, and it exploded um, on the field. So shrapnel was flying everywhere. Um, thankfully, nobody was injured um, due to this, and somebody seriously could have been injured um, from this. But, um, you know, does, is, does this start the discussion of, you know, maybe – switching to an air tank that doesn't explode upon impact. Um, I know, you know, this is a, a very specific or very, very specific. Sorry, I can't talk tonight. Very specific circumstance um, that happened here. And obviously this doesn't happen super often. Um, but, you know, the fact that it happened once and we got away with nobody getting hurt means we need to be proactive about the situation so it doesn't happen again. Um, I know, oh man, back in... Yeah, ninth so 2019 at championships it happened, um, and I know that back in 14 or 15, it might have been earlier than that when they had actually outruled um, the white air tanks um, to not be used because of you know improper fittings being tightened, they can actually blow up as well. Um, so they you know we had moved from that, and I think we might need to make another statement here and um, move away or possibly modify some robot rules to add some protection um, to the placement of these air tanks. So um, I guess for my overall thought, um, I am okay if they were to require a metal or aluminum, you know, some sort of uh, metal air tank. Um, but I guess with the caveat of that, um, if they're going to do that, I think we should also bring back the offboard compressor. Um, if we're going to require a more sturdy and more heavy air tank, um, you know, the one, one of the nice things about the Clippard air tanks is they're light and they're relatively small. So you can kind of stick in places where other things might not fit on the robot and, uh, you can kind of position them in a certain way, but, uh, Corey, you were, you know, playing in that match. It happened relatively right in front of you. So, uh, <laughs> overall thoughts on the air tank explosion and, uh, you know, um, we can go into the, the missed call, but yes, it hundred percent should have been a red card and, um, the five Alliance should have been, uh, moving to the finals, but unfortunately the refs did not see it and, uh, there was no card called. Yeah. Nope. Didn't, didn't see it. 
Everybody heard it, but they didn't see it. Um, yeah, so the explosion happened. If you weren't there, it sounded like a firework went off. Oh, yeah. Um, Louder than a firework. <laughs> see, like from my station, as far as in the driver's station, you could see like a large black piece coming across the carpet. But there's also pieces that went into the stands. Yeah. Um, so the, the pieces that probably went in the stands, you know, those are going to be the smaller pieces. The bigger pieces aren't going to go as far, but it's really the small pieces getting in people's eyes and the stands that you're probably most worried about. Um, the event happened. I went over to Bedford. I said, hey, did you guys lose your pneumatics? And then I can move your intake in and out. And they couldn't. And they also used a pancake cylinder to hold their climber down. So which means their climber deployed during the match, which then gave us a penalty because then they're too tall. And it's like, come on. Uh, just cascade events going down the line. Um, uh, as far as like pneumatics, as far as like the clipper tank and whether we should have them or not have them. Um, I mean, it's tough because we've had two instances and we've been using these tanks for going yeah. on almost a decade now. Right. Um, you're probably yeah. also using clipper tanks that aren't supposed to be used this way too. Like you're not supposed to be strapping them to robots and smashing them with intakes. Right. Uh, you got, you know, 140 pounds going at each other. Um, I think maybe, maybe there should be some rules on, you know, if you do use a plastic air tank, it, it's gotta be, you know, protected and safe. Mm-hmm. you know within your machine i know when the white ones were blowing up there was talk about people putting sleeves around those so in case it did happen it was safe so there was talks about that when that originated but i'd like i'd like to see some more options out there for teams um be it aluminum or like the big scuba tanks that teams are using and get them elsewhere and i guess we'll just have to wait and hear back from first and clippered on the rules on it because you know foremost out of everything it's going to be safety for the event right you don't want someone getting hurt exactly and important to note too um andy baker from andy mark was at the event and was able to gather um the pieces of the intake and was able to get some photos i believe and sent them to um various people at hq um to you know make them aware of the event i believe both of Al and Mark were both uh, tagged on that as well as Kate Pilati as well um, from first and making them aware of the situation. And, you know, what do we do from here? You know, do we, uh, I think regardless, um, now that it's happened twice within three years, I think now we've seen it um, that we know of, you know, again, they could have been blown up in people's shops and, you know, we're just not seeing it or something or at a scrimmage. And it's not mm-hmm. on this super large public platform like IRI or championships. Um, but you know, I do think something needs to be done, um, whether it's adding a sleeve or writing in the rules, it needs to be somewhat protected. Um, not at fault of Bedford, but you know, it was relatively exposed, um, on the back of the robot, but, um, Connor overall thoughts on the, the issue. Could you hear yeah. it on stream? Oh, it sounded like a cannon. Oh boy. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, I mean, I didn't jump nearly as much as everyone else in the crowd, but I'd certainly, certainly startled me for sure. Um, no, I, I, I can go kind of two ways, at least two ways on this. Um, if we wanted to move away from the clipper tank, I have no problem going to a metal tank, um, but preferably something that's relative, like relatively the same size. Um, I don't want like this massive scuba tank that I had now I have to like throw off the back of my robot or kind of fish its way inside the center of it um because that that's a design challenge just on its own to be able to encompass that in your robot if you have to 
But if we continue to just use the Clippard air tanks, no problem with that. But I'd love to be able to see some added safety rules for that. So I, I know, for example, um, one of the things is, you know, like pinch points in your robot, no sharp corners, whatever. So like you probably like when you're when you're doing any kind of gear reductions, 99% of the time you need some kind of like shroud or any way to be able to so that you don't get your fingers caught in the in the gear teeth or else you know the robot inspectors they're gonna they're gonna not pass you during robot inspection if you can be able to do something like that or like some rule that your air tank needs to be x amount of inches or like inside of her frame per perimeter not just kind of like sitting there off to the side or at least in a area that's just not gonna get absolutely destroyed because you know, we've seen a lot of uh, that, that was the most common foul was contact inside the frame perimeter this season. So not to say that like it was like a really bad idea to put it there, but that's kind of a bad idea to put your air tank in a spot that was most commonly going to get hit. That and that and that's no shot at at 1023. That's just a general thing. Like you don't want to be putting exposed stuff like there. That's like that's like putting your power switch like right on the side and putting like a big target that says hit me. Yeah. Well, people yeah. do that too. Right. So. Well, I mean, Bedford, will, <laughs> Bedford, I'll say it firsthand, even uh, Shelby from 1023s in chat. And she even said, you know, the take placement uh, was pretty terrible on their part. So they're aware mm -hmm. of it. They know it's probably not the, the best area, but um, I do think it's important to highlight. And, you know, if it's going to happen, I'm going to say this, if it's going to happen, um, I'm, I'm glad it happened at IRI on a platform where, um, it is watched significantly and hopefully it raises some eyebrows at HQ. Um, but again, Sky from Chet as well, noting, you know, Clipper did not intend, um, you know, for this use case. So um, they can only do so much. But, uh, you know, Chet, 100% against outlawing uh, the Clipper tanks as well. So, um, you know, interesting to note there on what the um, small sample size of the community had to say as well. Yeah. I, th well, I think the most, the most important part about this, Nick and Corey, is that like no one got hurt. Yeah. during it so oh, for sure and that that's just another just another added thing of you know safety first so mm -hmm. yep and you can add other things too like you can look at you know we had giant flywheels this year right we mm -hmm. had people had bike wheels in 2020 True. like if that comes off the robot oh boy that's huge potential energy you know this is <laughs> yeah. potential energy inside of a tank it's like a tire so, coming off your car yeah yeah so draw draw your line where you want it you know like for sure. These are not foolproof, safe machines. These are 140 pound dangerous things and right. yep. things will go wrong. That just happened to be an air tank and yep. we should do the best we can to avoid it. Yeah, totally agree. All right. Well, before we go ahead and wrap up for the night, we're going to go ahead and bring Tyler back on to draw for the stop uh, yelling our robot t-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, thanks again to uh, Jared for uh, providing the uh, giveaway on there. And uh, make sure you go to stopyellingrobot.com, uh, which is a redirect to your uh, great chief Delphi thread about it. So, uh, spoiler. So, if you're interested in winning that, once again, yeah, if you're interested in winning that, uh, excuse me, uh, two words was the... Uh, keyword to type in if you do win by the way please shoot me a dm preferably on discord uh with your first name last name mailing address uh zip code i know that's part of mailing address but i always have to say zip code uh and also uh what shirt size you want as well too uh if you do win so let's go ahead and draw for that and the winner is going to be uh somebody who yeah. can't oh! somebody who can't win <laughs> come on oh, no yelling nick <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm what? not rigging this. I swear to God. Uh, Connor just got drawn too. So. <laughs> All right, let's try that one more time. Oh man, this is uh, why it's picking people who are. In, uh, all right, Dandelions. Uh, I know you're in Israel, but since I'm coming, I will bring that with. So congratulations uh, for winning. Uh, I love that the first two people are not eligible, and the third one that doesn't live in the hilarious. states. So uh, congratulations, everybody. <laughs> Thanks again. Please, lots of rigged emotes in chat. Clearly, that's been rigged. Uh, so congrats <laughs> to that. Thanks again to Jared for that. Uh, Dandelions, I'll get it shipped to my house, and I will bring it out to Israel for you. So congratulations uh, to everybody, and thanks again to Jared for the sweet giveaway. The hosts strike again. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jared, for uh, offering the T-shirt up. But, yeah, thank you to all of you for tuning in to FRC Roundup Live or watching on the archive. Special thanks to all those who clicked that follow button or stepped up to help fund with a Twitch subscription or donation. Your support really helps uh, us continue to make great content. Don't forget, you can watch FRC Roundup Archive at youtube.com forward slash first updates now and watch live Mondays after FRC recap during the competition season or monthly now that we are in the off season. Thank you to Corey from 2767 Strike Force again for coming on. On behalf of our producer, Tyler Olds, my co-host Connor and all fun correspondents, I'm Nick Jr. and thanks for watching. Good luck to any teams that may be competing in off season events before our next show. See you next time, same day, same time, where we take a look at what is going on in FIRST Robotics on FRC Roundup. Thanks, everyone. This video on FIRST Updates Now is made possible by viewers like you and also the following sponsors. Discover MSOE, where hands-on learning today can lead to real-world applications tomorrow, including their Wii Energy STEM Center built to support FIRST teams. Head on over to msoe.edu visit to see a virtual tour and schedule your campus visit today. If you're a college student or recent graduate looking for an incredible internship, take a look at Stryker. Stryker provides a housing stipend, great pay, and an opportunity to work with state-of-the-art medical technology equipment. Discover why so many FIRST alumni are coming to Stryker for their internship or career at careers.stryker.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring the bell to stay up to date on our new videos. Keep the conversation going and provide your input to our content. Watch our live shows at twitch.tv forward slash first updates now. Join our Discord at discord.gd forward slash first updates now. And check out Fun FTC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And First Updates Now on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.